Hi, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Bevelations Cocktails and Conversations with Philadelphia's Most Fabulous, your bi-weekly interview podcast, coming to you right here from my fabulous penthouse apartment in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I call it the penthouse because I'm on the upper level of my loft right now. So we are here with another exciting episode. This week we are joined by a good friend of mine. Uh, I'm sure if you have been out in Philadelphia, you have seen this handsome gent behind the booth in the DJ booth, just hating everyone and playing (laughs) music. The one and only Mr. DJ Carl Michaels joins me. He is... He has a very dry sense of humor, but he is uh, hysterical, and I was so excited to sit down with him. Uh, it is a long interview, so I'm going to get right to it. I will say, if you're listening to this before this weekend, I would love to see your bright, shining, smiling faces at my Bev's Bitch Fest show this Saturday at 9, Doors at 9, Show at 10, at Taboo. We have a fabulous lineup of all Philly Drag Wars winners, many of whom have been podcast guests before, uh, and the others are upcoming guests. Uh, We have fan favorite Vinchelle, Anita Manhattan, Ariel Versace, Brooklyn Ford, Zafira Rivers, and Jaja St. James. So come on out. It's going to be a fabulous show. And I hope to see you all there. And without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview with DJ Carl Michaels. Today we are joined by Philly's top DJ, Carl Michaels. Carl Michaels. Bitch, hold on tight. This is a fucking longer than the Ten Commandments. (laughs) Carl Michael's career as one of America's staple DJs has been all over the place. He's already sighing, bitch, you're the one that wrote it. And he's got the battle scars to prove it. He plays all genre of dance music effortlessly woven into energetic sets that most lay folk would would call house music. He has an ear for music, and his sound bounces between new and old without a second thought. He has a particular affinity for choppy samples, blips, and bloops. (laughs) Carl's 20-plus year career has taken him all over North America, playing sets at some of the most high-profile events and nightclubs in the country. Carl's travels have taken him to, cor- to every corner of the country, no matter how random or podunk. Hawaii, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, NYC, Boston, Miami, Dallas, Houston, Fire Island, Portland, Seattle. Those are the popular spots where the crowds were big and discerning. But Carl Michaels also celebrates places like Fargo and Baton Rouge, places that treated him like royalty and train spotted like true pros. This doesn't happen anymore, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that said it to me. I'll skip to the I, end. No, no, it's okay. He's also won numerous Best DJ Awards from Philly Gay Calendar, the PGN, and the big awards for Best DJ for Drag Shows. Carl is spending much of his time now working in the studio with a whole bunch of projects waiting for his approval. He has issues with being done, and his therapist says to just release the fucking music already. Look for it. It's coming. Welcome, Carl Michaels. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel like I, I, I should I have, like, I feel like I should have, like, a woo. You should have a um, Britney Lynn alarm. <laughs> That's gay. That's gay. <laughs> That's gay. Stop it. You know Shut I mean? up, Mary. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Shut up, Mary. Tell me about this. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I know what you mean. Anywho, love her. Aww, so hi, Carl. Hi. Welcome to my home. Thank you. It's well, beautiful. There's wigs everywhere. That's what everyone mentions first. I've I do like the wigs, that's, actually. That's not, not a, what you have to put away, is it? What? <laughs> that's no. not what you've been told. No, to that's put away, where right? they live now. The, I oh, have to okay. go put my yeah. Bill Cosby dummy back in storage from fucking DragCon. <laughs> that's what needs to be put away. Oh, you had they, a dummy? I didn't see the dummy. It's over in the corner. Oh. I worked at DragCon. I was there weekend. on Saturday. Were you? It was fun. We'll talk about that. Yes. So, so welcome to my home. So we're both enjoying a lovely because this is cocktails and conversations. We're both enjoying a lovely uh, vodka soda. I'm having pear. You're having a citron. Yes. Um, so. Welcome. So you, let's take it back to the very beginning. A very good place to start. Where are you from? I grew up in the suburbs. I'm Philadelphia all the way. So don't I, sound too excited to be here. By the way, no, I am. I, this is how I sound <laughs> I know, on the I'm microphone. This is my dead. <laughs> this is my deadpan. This is my claim to fame. It is. Um, it's very Ben Stein. I like it. I've so I grew up in like nor- Well, I tell people Northeast Philly because that's for all intents and purposes what it was. That's where I get my. 
uh, shitty accent from. I'm glad that you said from... intense and purposes because that's how it's pronounced, not intensive purposes. Like Wait a minute. My say. cab driver on the phone today said time immemorial in like the most Jamaican accent ever. And I was like, what? That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Like, he's speaking correctly. Anyway, oh. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, Intent, go ahead. For all go. intents and purposes. For all intents and purposes, I grew up in Northeast Philly, and that's where, when I, if I drink a lot, that's when my, that's when that accent oh, comes the, out. Oh, the accent comes out? Oh, yeah. I've never witnessed that. Yeah. Like, my ex, he's from, he's, uh, he's from South Jersey, and every once in a while, he's like, yo, how you doing? And he's like, he's like a proper yeah. speaking whatever anyway. years and years and years ago when i worked at the, che- the the beautiful illustrious cheesecake factory at the inner harbor in baltimore i oh, worked in there this, i worked with this girl who was from boston and you oh. wouldn't you wouldn't know until she got like super weeded and stressed and then all of a sudden this like fucking yeah. like southy right. boston trash accent came out i'm like who the fuck are yeah. you i can't believe people want to charge this you've trained yourself this is fucking retarded <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's where I grew up my and whole life. I went to school. I went to Neshaminy High School, and well, I grew. Well, all right, so I grew up in Trevos, and then my dad got remarried. Not that anybody knows where this is, and a people couple might. Of my, you never know. I don't. And then I and then I'm I, sure I and then we does. moved to Langhorn, and um, so I went to Neshaminy High School. I hated high school. It was better than, you know, high school is better than, the, like, as you come up, uh, mm-hmm. it gets better because I sound, as Dan I, Savage I, I sound like the better. Trevor Project. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, A very worthwhile organization. But, uh, yes. And then I went to Temple and then I left Temple because my best friend wasn't there. And then I went to Kutztown and then I started freaking out because I realized I needed to come out. So I dropped all my classes and came home and then I went back to Temple. And, and that was courageous for you to do in 1963, right? It was 1967, <laughs> oh, I think. Okay, yes, because yes. I'm because uh, I'm 63. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Well, that's fun. So, um, so how did you set off down this path of I music? Didn't this is going to sound ridiculous? I didn't really choose it. Like it, it, like I when I was when I just I just always listened to the radio and and. I like when I was 11 years old, I just became obsessed with dance music. Mm -hmm. And so I would listen to like the Q102 late night, like mixes on my, on, on my, like, just like little boom box. Mm -hmm. And I always just kind of gravitated toward like freestyle and, and like the house music they played. So I don't think that I like, I don't think there was ever a time where I just didn't like love that type of music like I always liked R&B and, but I'm oh, sorry hi <laughs> I just pushed I'm him closer pushed to the because he's like looking up at the ceiling I'm like bitch the microphone is this tall. is how it works I'm tall um but yeah I I don't know I've always loved all kinds of music people think I have strange tastes in music because it's all over the place but yeah whatever everybody does don't they I listen to fucking show tunes and shit that the Real Housewives record so who am I to judge well me too yeah <laughs> Yeah. See, I like comedy too. So that's yeah. that's that's what's fun about music because you can listen to Countess Luann and that's right. and then that's comedy. And nowadays, literally anyone can release something as long as they have fucking uh, auto tune. Exactly. So so then, what was your first like actual like gig as a? As I a, threw my own rave. Okay. And how old were you then? Like nineteen. I think I was nineteen. I was in college. And I threw my own rave on on cash advances from my Discover card. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I remember going. Did you charge for people to to attend it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you made your money. Well, see, the thing is, I would have made my money back, but I had my best friend Patty working the door and she had to pee so she just gave <laughs> so she gave the cash box to some like person Rando. yeah and they were like and they gave it back to her with mo- surprisingly they gave it back to her with any money in it at all but um <laughs> <laughs> it was like I spent two thousand dollars on a venue I spent all this money on DJs so once I paid all the DJs I still had like whatever I don't know my 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 dad was helping me count the money at the end and he was like I applaud <laughs> I applaud your entrepreneurial spirit but you're short 700 bucks and he's like I'll just give it to you 
And I was like, well, that's nice. That's, I'm surprised it was only 700 that you were short of some guy it, ran off the well, money. Because I think Patty had, like, somebody kind of watching... And Are I we think, still friends with this, Patty? Yeah, I love Patty. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Um, this wasn't the thing that, that ended your friendship? No, no, because I, because see, I, I, I'm the type of person who blames everything on myself anyway, so. Oh. So, I was like, no, I'm an idiot. I should have not been trying to play techno music. And, like, it was my first gig, and I played for, like, 15 minutes, and the record skipped, and I was like, here, I'm done. Because I was too stressed out by the by the fact that we rented out some swim club, like some oh, wow. random. It was so weird. We wow. were weirdos, but we were ravers. Okay. All right. We were. Ra- I went to raves for years. I used to travel up and down. This may surprise you, but I've never been to a rave. It's. I went a little square. No, it's actually good. But we used to travel up and down the East Coast. I used to sell, like, I eventually got a job at a record store because I, I mean, obviously it was, you know, it was something I was interested in. So I, I started going to this record store called 611. It was on 4th and South. And it was, like, big and popular. And I started working there, and I became the mixtape sales guy. Okay. So I would, go to, I would go to raves and sell mixtapes up and down the East Coast, <laughs> really? making a 15% commission. It was absurd. I didn't even make my gas money back. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like a free way to go to to go to parties, right? And that was, yeah. Was, oh my god, that was so long time ago. It's crazy. So For those long. who aren't familiar, a mixtape is what. Oh, what is what now? That's what I call music volume sixty-seven. Was before you had to pay for it. You would just make one yeah. yourself. It's a cassette. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I it's remember a cassette. holding up like. Talking about you listening to the radio for like at night. Yeah. Like I would listen to like the in Baltimore, like the the popular music station would be right. like their top five at eight. Yeah. And I would like hold my like tape recorder up to my boombox <laughs> to like record the top like top five songs. Yeah. No, I would do the same thing. I would have the pause button ready, and I'd be like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And then I would give. I remember giving the tape to my dad once. Right, we buy the tape singles from the wall. Yeah. Because singles, <laughs> and they were two ninety nine, yep. and then we, I was like, I can afford song. three. Yeah. We bitch about buying 129 track on on iTunes now. I'm like, yes, I did buy the entire handsome right. box singers. <laughs> you're single like, on you're CD like for I had to pay for a full mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, okay. So then that sort of was your your foot in the door, and then what happened? And then I just that place was like super popular with all like the kids with all the raver kids Mm -hmm. and like it became like it was popular around the country like the owner who oddly enough who i work for again now doing uh marketing for his real estate company he um he was like just his this guy named nigel richards he was djing around the country and so like all the people who worked at the record stores like the ones in boston and just I don't know. We we all became like sort of pseudo famous. So mm-hmm. I ended up doing like a thirty-five city tour with this girl from Chicago, and it was called Two Bitches on Tour, <laughs> and it was sponsored by Porn Star Clothing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and literally, and I mean, spon- but they got a good deal because they literally sent us like three shirts each, and that was the <laughs> that was their sponsorship. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, but it was, I don't know, it was fun. We got to see... And you got to, like, travel. I got to see the whole country. I, yeah. Many of those places I named in your bio. I know. <laughs> Fargo, North Dakota was the most promiscuous place. Really? Mm-hmm. People were crazy. They were, like, showing their boobs. I was I was with this girl, Shannon, and it was the place that I just stood back and observed because all, there were, it was oddly lesbianic in um, in Fargo. Yeah. Interesting. And we had just come from Charleston, South Carolina, which was an interesting weekend, like flight share, to go from Charleston to Fargo. And I had stepped in dog shit at six in the morning, and then we had to get on a plane, and the whole plane smelled like dog shit. And <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was blaming me. And I was like, sorry, I don't know what to say. To. Yeah. And so the stewardess had to bag... I'm sorry, the flight attendant. She had to bag my shoes, and I was like, thank you. And then, so then, I'm like, this was when you could do stuff like that. Like, I was, like, walking around the airport with no shoes on, and we were asleep in Chicago at 6 or, like, 8 in the morning, 
and then we got to Fargo, and Shannon goes to the girl. She's real gruff, this, this girl Shannon. She's real kind of, she's a party girl. And she goes, um, dude, can you, can you cut it out with the fucking accent? <laughs> like the Fargo accent, because the girl goes, we don't have any accent. And Shannon goes, dude, you're killing me. Cut it out with the fucking accent. <laughs> fucking Francis McDormand. Yeah. Fargo. Yeah. Oh, hi, hello, how are you? Because I was like, have you guys seen Fargo? And she goes, yeah, we don't have that accent. And I was like, oh, my God. That's how I feel about fucking John Travolta and Hairspray. I'm like, no one from, no one from Baltimore sounds like that. But right. then you go to Baltimore and they actually yeah. sort of do Yeah, <laughs> they kind of do. <laughs> I didn't realize, because I spent a lot of time in Baltimore um, as a raver, because that was where, like, all the clubs were. Mm-hmm. Like the Paradox and shit like that. But um, I didn't realize that there was kind of, like, an accent. Uh, certain parts of the city. Like, I lived in an area called Hamden, which is, like very like that's where like the baltimore hun comes from the right. Hamden how you doing hun? Like, how you doing yeah. over there hun yeah. that's how them talk. There. Yeah. that's how my next door neighbors kathy and carl used to talk to us when we lived in the Hamden. <laughs> and that's what john Travolta was going for like a lot of the old john waters movies and like patterson park hun that's how they that's how they talk down here hun it's similar to south philly it is kind of it is yeah it's a very chewed vowel sound I work with a girl who's like every single thing she says she ends with right. So I was talking to my daughter right, and then we went to the <laughs> store right, <laughs> and then I was drinking some water right, and I got some water ice right. I'm like, yes, Carrie, yes, I get it. You don't have to fucking say right, <laughs> right, right. So, um, so then let's let's work our way towards the present. Yeah, so I don't then, know what happened. I um, well, and then like just this is your life, Carl. I know. I um. At, at the same time where these things where these wonderful things were happening, I started working at clubs in Philly and <laughs> excuse me um, I um, started working for Billy and Michael Weiss, who some of you may know and as the owners of Woody's love and, yes and, and Boyer Woody's and Boyer and they used to own a play, place called Transit and Gasoline and Palmer Social Club um, so I started working for... If you ever use a credit card at Lawyer, it still comes up as Bummer's Social Club. Does it really? Fucking, on your fucking credit card <laughs> statement. Like, what They're the like, fuck is this? Oh, here's the machine. That's right. Here's the machine. Just use it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I've been working with, with those guys for a while. Mm. Um, now I would say I'm working for them. <laughs> As opposed to with them, with them. but, but um, they're lovely people. I like. I've always liked Billy. But I've gotten along with Billy and both both Billy and Michael for a long time. But um, I also worked at Shampoo when Shampoo was. I don't know if, if even anybody listening to this knows. Um, I've, I've had like Brittany and Salada, <laughs> yeah. um, and they've talked about it. Shampoo yeah. is out where. Shampoo is at 8th and Callow Hill, basically. Okay, yeah. So it's like now it's an office building or condos or whatever everything else is in Philly. Um, but it was it was the, like, it was the shit. It was like the coolest thing ever. It was like New York came to Philly. Mm-hmm. And it was like all these, and it was Steve Lewis who used to run the limelight. And it was, it was really cool. And it was when there was all these big places like open and open late and, and till 8 a.m. Yeah. yeah. And that was when people actually danced till 8 a.m. I'm not saying it was organic. <laughs> but, You're but, not saying they intended to. Right. I mean, well, they intended, they certainly intended to, but, but they, but they, you know, their bodies wouldn't have withheld it without the, without the help. Without, without influences. Right. But it was, but it was, it was a cool time. It was, it just, those types, those things have to end because, right. you know, people start to, I still see people who are just casualties of of that scene, which is sad, but yeah. you know, it it happens and there's there's certain there's different types of personalities. But it was it was fun. Um I feel like one of the last times I actually I felt like there was one time I remember when I was like, Okay, this club scene is done when I DJ'd at this place called Deco, which is now called Z Bar, it's right next to Delilah's. And there was a shooting. Oh, no, I had DJed that night, and there was Veronica was performing, and she was pregnant. And then I heard there was a shooting later that night, and that everybody was like stuck in the panic room, <laughs> all like the performers. And I was like, 
yeah, this is over. <laughs> and it really kind of was like the big club thing was over, except right. for except for what they were doing here um, at what was it called at the time? It was called the Two Four Club, and then they changed it to Pure, and then it became Voyeur. Oh, okay. I saw that in your bio. I had, I had heard of Two Four Club before, but I wasn't sure what. The Two Four was cool. It was the same, literally the same. I mean, it's obviously the same building, but it was a little bit more. Um, both the two four and and pure were more of were very much more gay oriented. I mean, this is a different time we live in, but um, the two four had like bike stop grade stuff going on upstairs. Mm. Yeah, there was like a cage and all kinds of crazy shit. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh well. They embraced it. We're gonna pause for two seconds. I'm gonna reload. Bye. And we're back. <laughs> I had to refill my Hi. my beautiful uh, absolute parent soda. So all right, so then now you, um, among other things, uh, get to deal with drunk drag queens all the time. Drunk drag queens are, at one point in time, they were a challenge, but now you just drunk. Fuck. <laughs> no, now drunk actual women. Oh, <laughs> well, let's 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 get to that because I said I told him I was like, uh, I want to I want to talk about like Carl, ladies and gentlemen. This segment will be called Carl's Do's and Don'ts for when dealing with a DJ. <laughs> so, what are your, um, what are what what are your pet peeves uh, I, as a DJ? See, the thing is, is that everyone can approach things. All right, so now because no. Never mind. Don't choose your fucking words, bitch. No, this no. I was just trying to say, like, it depends on how you approach it, but it really doesn't. Like, just don't shove your bright-ass phone in my face while I'm while I'm DJing. I understand that people think that that's easier because you don't have to... Listen. Yeah, but if there really is no way to communicate with the DJ other than shoving your phone in their face, then there's probably, like, it's probably not arranged as such so that you should be requesting songs. Right. Like... In Asbury Park, where I work at Paradise, there's there's plexiglass in front of the booth, and it says no requests. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I get leave us the fuck alone. I get that people don't see the sign because I, signs are whatever. Right. But if there's gla- if there's like a like a field between me and the person, there's obviously like a, that's obviously not what should happen. <laughs> Sorry, um, but like at, like at Woody's, we have we have um, a clipboard where we're just like here, write it down, and people will still they'll be like, why can't you read my phone? Like I can see them, I can like read their lips. They're like, why can't you just read the phone? I'm like, because I'm because I'm fucking working. I'm, right, exactly. And people, I don't know. And the other thing is, don't touch my shit. Like some girl came up and like knocked, like tapped my computer real hard, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and like, cause she, she thought she and was it's just always like, fucking drunk girls. Yeah, and she was like a tough girl too. I could tell she thought she was tough. And I said, <laughs> I I I leaned over, I half shut my computer, and I said, if you are in my line of sight again, you're fucking leaving, like in two seconds. And the girl's like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it's it's just approach it nicely. It's sometimes it, and if you get an attitude, then. They're, you know, the DJ's just not in the mood for it. Be, be, yeah. Like, sometimes even if you, you could have the best request ever, and sometimes the DJ's just in their own place. Right, and, like, a lot of times, like, is it even a place where, like, like what's what, what would you say is, like, the song you get most requests for, like, right now? Now, Despacito. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm just, oh, like, God. it's... Wait, wait my... <laughs> So I just say, like, listen, I don't – there's a time and place for – usually – first of all, I hate that song. So mm-hmm. so that's the one I remember the most. We're not at junior prom. We don't well, need that's a fucking, like, yeah. slow down song. And, and it's just like – and it's like, no, sorry. I'm not, like, selling bongs on my South Beach. You know, like, I'm not – it's like <laughs> – Exactly. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and people – you know, like, the one girl – came up one time and she goes, can you play rhythm as a dancer? And I said, no, because it's not South Korea in 1998. 
And I make fun of that, but like I'm the asshole who's like, no, if I, especially if I'm drunk, I'm like, play Gloria. No, but by that's Laura good. Brandon no, but Kim. that's good. It's like <laughs> play Celine Dion. No, see, but no. those are those are like. No, I know. Those I'm also, are, I'm also a homosexual man in a homosexual establishment. Right. Well, those are very like those are niche. You know, like yeah. those. That's like very. That's very gay, which is good. But like, don't ask me to play rhythm as a dancer. That's like one of the songs that I. That's like one <laughs> of the songs. Just, I, did you just find your Jock Jam CD? Right. Under yeah. Your car seat that's one of the songs that I like cut my teeth to when I was like 12 years old, and mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, that was Jock Jams Volume Two. Yeah. <laughs> Dun, or whatever. Uh, watch out for the hit man. Remember that song? <laughs> Yes. I had that on vinyl. That uh, was one of my first records. I, was, I forget where I was. It might have been. It might have been Parliament House, um, <laughs> and they randomly played "Let's Get Soaking Wet." I was oh, like, "Am I literally house. in 2004?" And it's season one of Queer as Folk right now. Oh like, do God. people actually play "Jump in the Pool" or whatever the fuck that's called? Well, <laughs> they called. do have a pool. I was at right? the gayest place in the fuck. Right. This is at nighttime though. Yeah, but still, and yeah. there's like people like there's doors open and people are blowing each other in the yeah, room. You know, like, like we are in the game. It's definitely the, 2000. It's always 2000. Let's get something. Yeah. What? It's oh, always the year 2000 at the Parliament House. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we um, the 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 epidemic of straight girls at gay bars. I feel like we're both comrades in in yes. in the war, yes. but approaching it from from like different. Like, <laughs> like yes. army and navy are both fighting in the same right, war, but like right. dealing with because like as drag queens we have to deal with. Well, you yeah, and and you do and and see the the part of it part of it is, is that we like all right. So DJs are like um, <laughs> we're a little bit more army because mm-hmm. because we have to fight. We have to go there. We have to make our money. You guys, you guys. The same, it's the same thing, but you kind of, sometimes you invite it. Yeah. You know, you're just it's like, hey, f- let's invite a group of straight girls to possibly touch us all over the place yeah. and maybe puke on us. For someone like me who I, I'm not, I'm not a Ariel Versace dancey dancey like right. gay club right. kind of a queen. I tend to do a lot more like bachelorette parties, straight right. bar type shows because my comedy and the songs I know, like straight women, right. it's a very fine line. But then there's you get these fucking shows where these girls, like my thing is, it's like, I'm not a birthday clown. You don't get to try to right. pull my wig off of my head. You don't try to try that's, to yank my necklace to see if it's Ian, real. That's what Ian like, you don't say. Put, yeah. You don't put your fucking hands yeah. on me. I don't care how drunk you are. I don't care how much of a novelty this is. Right. This is something that I spent... Hundreds of dollars on, right. and you're not going to ruin it because you think it's funny. Right, drag is not consent. Yeah, that's that. That's <laughs> that what that sign said. I love that sign. Yeah, yeah. But it's so, um, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, because like because we're definitely on the back burner, but 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 or uh, like we're in the background. But if if one person, if one or two, like usually it takes one person to taint their whole group and then they start all coming up asking for things. And then, and then I, and I have, I, the old me would have probably tolerated more, but I have no tolerance for it anymore. So I'm just like, so I tell them to pick a representative. (laughs) Elect a leader. I just say, listen, like you can send your whole group over I understand what's happening over there. So, like, just pick some... Just or pick, just dance to the music that's fucking playing. That's, yeah, but that's not going to happen. Um, or it is, because I'm not going to play everything they want. Right. Because or I would just piss them off and, like, put on something that, like, as ridiculous as possible. Like, oh, you like my music? We're listening to Kenny Rogers. Right, right. You got to know when to... That would be the best. I've, no, but I've, had, but I've, had, I've had songs, like, ready to play. Mm-hmm. And then when, when the annoying group came up and asked for that exact song, I've taken it off. Because I don't want them to think that I'm accommodating them. Right, right away. <laughs> right. Yeah, because then that's just going to encourage it <laughs> right. throughout, throughout the rest of the night. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> I like to be able to, I like to, I understand when people are spending money, but like, if they're not, if they're not respectful and it's like, it's not like, right. it's not like, it's like you said, it's not like, like a clown show. Like they're all like kind of bouncing around. They're all shit faced And, and you're just like, this is, I can't play just for you. Right. This even if a it's a party yeah. in the basement. Yeah. Even if they like know what they're talking about, even if they know all the newest music, I'm like, no, I'm not playing just for you. But 
Well, on the other end of the spectrum, what is your um, best, what's your like favorite experience? <laughs> My favorite experience is when just when someone is like tuned in to what I'm doing. Because like if someone comes up and says like, it, or just, they just ask for what they want to hear. Uh, I mean, well, if it's a request situation, if they just ask for what they want to hear, but it's clear that they understand what I'm doing at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, like, if I'm if I'm playing an open format, which is, like, just basically any genre, if I'm playing that and they ask for me to play, like, Sandstorm or something, like, crazy, like, techno song, Sandstorm. I'm just, like, I'm just, like, that's I haven't not, thought about that in so long. I'm just, like, that's not going to work right now because I'm playing... Right. Will Smith, you know, like, I'm like, it's not going to come on. Right. You know? And yeah. so when they're, when they're, and two, there's a time and place for everything. Right. Like, the shit you would play at like Sunday, fun day, happy hour is not the same shit that you would play at midnight right. on a Saturday night. I've had, I have people asking me for it. Do you know how D Antwoord is? Yes. I have people asking me for that all the time. And I'm like, nobody will know it. Like, yeah, I get it. I appreciate it. I like, I, it's not like gothy kind of like yeah, shit. Yeah. No. And, yeah, and I appreciate it. It's just like they know, and they also know. And I feel like a lot of times they do it just because they think they're cool. Like they want to prove to you that like they know like hipster nonsense shit. Or yeah, and then the the one there's one kid he came up, and I I don't know, um, he was, I think he was from Brazil or somewhere. I don't know. He had a Selena shirt on, and he kept saying. I need you to play Selena. And I said, I don't have Selena on video. It was at Woody's. Uh-huh. And so then he asked me. Then he find pre- Zsa St. James. And then, the <laughs> then, he pre- <laughs> then he pretends to be all nice to me and asks me what my name is. And then he goes and finds me on Instagram and shows me his Instagram and how he has 13,000 followers. And, <laughs> and then and how I have 2,800 or something. And I said... I said, you get the fuck out of my face right now. And I, like, chased him basically out of the bar <laughs> because, <laughs> because it infuriated me so much. And, and he goes, because and, I said, I, I jokingly, I said, I said, I have Selena Gomez. <laughs> and I guess he was really serious about his Selena, which I, I know, understand people are. <laughs> anyway. So a moment of silence. Right. <laughs> and we're done. So, um, okay, so now what is your best memory what's like what's your the, the thing that you're either most proud of or like the best memory that you have my best DJing memory is in San Francisco it was we were I was on tour with that crazy girl Shannon mm-hmm. who I love in case she, she happens to listen and we were we had just come from LA where we were treated like terribly by this hotel staff. I don't know. It was very strange. We were treated really poorly, mm. and um, we had just come. F- yes, yeah, so from this like all the gigs were kind of weird because we were fairly unknown. So it was like we would get to every gig and they'd be like, "Well, yeah, nobody knew who you were, but it was a cool looking tour." And we were like, "Oh, great, thanks." <laughs> so, <laughs> but we got to San Francisco and like people were like celebrating us, like our us actually like who we were and what we did, and. I got to this gig and there was 2000 people on this pier in San Francisco and I and I played and it was just like every like little like sound that played people would like scream and yell and it was oh, wonderful. Wow. Yeah. It was awesome. That's awesome. It was at Kelly's Mission Rock and it was called Second Sunday. But that's like my best that and um and I there was this thing called the Area 1 tour which was like kind of Moby's uh Lollapalooza. He tried to do like an electronic tour. Well, he did. He did one year. It was a full year. It was a full like tour thing, and it was like Nelly Furtado and I don't know who else. But I, in the in the in the dance tent there was um, like Carl Cox and Paul Oakenfold, and I played right between them, and it was like eight thousand people, and it was crazy. Oh wow! Yeah, and I made it work because. Like, Carl Cox and Paul Oakenfold both had their own, like, big, like, DJ booths, like, separate. And I had literally, like, a cafeteria table <laughs> with, like, like, a, like a couple little bottles on ice of, like, the Jack mixed with, um, it was, like, when, or Southern Comfort. It was when they were making these really gross, like, mixed cocktails, and it was promotional. And I just, it, I, I felt like I looked ridiculous, but <laughs> people told me it was good. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I had a couple lava lamps and yeah. and a disco ball. It was re- it it was it was worse than that. <laughs> Because I remember I went up and I put my records on the turntables and I said, do you guys have slip mats? Because you, otherwise you're putting your record on a, a, a metal turntable. So it scratches and it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. So yeah. there's supposed to be like a felt mat between it. And the guy goes, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> and I said, well, do those guys have slip mats? And he goes, yeah, I'm not asking him for his... And I, I was just like, Ugh, okay. Yeah, there's always those moments that like... Riding high, immediate humility. <laughs> I got booked when I <laughs> when I went to Orlando back in August. I got booked um, day or two before to do this gig in um, like two hours outside of Orlando from through a connection I have down there. And I'm like, they're bringing me in from out of town. Right. I'm so fancy. They're providing a hotel. So we like it's in. Dade County. I don't know if you're familiar with Dade County. Uh, That's where uh, Cops was Don't filmed. ever go anywhere that ends with county. And um, <laughs> staying at a Days Inn that we walk in the front door and there's a bucket of disgusting brown water that's dripping from <laughs> the, in the lobby. And you know how like places here have like grade letters like A, B, C, D, E or whatever? It just said like Certified Hotel Association Good. We oh. were staying at a good hotel. I worked it at a comfort. It was so yeah. horrifying. I texted the guy who had booked me. I was like, so this is a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. If I don't make it to the gig tonight, I was hate-crimed in the parking lot. Because right, right. I had to paint at the fucking hotel and walk to the car to the other side of the complex in full drive make. <laughs> oh, my I'm God. Like, I'm so fancy. I, no, bitch. You're in a fucking two-star, if lucky, days in where um, I'm going to get shot in the fucking parking lot. I think about that a lot, like how even just like the places I've been, like I've been to really remote, weird ass places Uh and I wasn't like, I wasn't flamboyant or anything, but I was just part of like the, the freaks, like techno group. And like, I, like I could have been totally hate crimed. Mm -hmm. I was in Tulsa and Baton Rouge, like just places where you just... Some people don't leave. Some people don't leave like alive. Oh yeah. <laughs> the week that I came back from Comedy Queen, I went from Orlando to Rainbow Mountain Resort <laughs> out in the Poconos to um, uh, um, uh, Wilkesbury to to Heat. We've been to the we've been to the Wilkesbury. And they, when you go to, to Wilkesbury, shout out to future guest Estella Sweet. Yes, they I love Estella. Up. At the the uh, Gennetti Best Western in that, downtown Wilkesbury. Right. Yeah. That with, was with, the, with, the, with the brunch attached to it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was the nicest hotel that I was in in the entire two weeks. <laughs> I was like, it's sad when I've stayed in like six different places, <laughs> and this is the nicest one that I've been That's in. That's what we got. It's very nice. I mean, we and the thing I'm is, like, I am not a RuPaul's Drag Race queen, and that is yeah, abundantly clear. No, but even when, I mean, even when we had. Like, when I dropped Courtney Act off at her hotel, she was like, yeah, I'm at the Holiday Inn. I was like, okay, girl. <laughs> but it's right across from the club. Yeah. That's whatever. I'm not going to go into that. That's because that would be shitty. Yeah. Um, but anyway. So, um, let's... What, so, you now you, you do wrangle a lot of the, the drag queens here in I Philadelphia. I do. I like... Uh, You're and, our resident DJ for Drag Wars. Yes. You're going to be DJing my lovely show, uh, The Beauty Ball, in, in December yes. because you are a fabulous gentleman. I'm glad things gentleman. were moved, actually, frankly, because yeah. I looked and I had a conflict and I was going to tell you today. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> I'm glad we worked it out. But um, so what are, your, what are your drag queen pet peeves when, when, dealing, I don't have when a lot. dealing with us? I used to have, I used to, well, it's because I wasn't as like, I wasn't as, um, Direct. <laughs> Let's call it direct. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it was just don't be shitty. Don't be like, don't blame me for shit. Right. When it's clearly like, like it's gotten a lot better with that. It's just like, no, like, cause the one, all right. So I was doing Miss Paradise pageant, which is lovely. I do it every year. And, and uh, somebody said like, DJ, like, I, I don't know the, the CD skipped. And I was like, Nope. So I have, 
I don't always have an emergency microphone, but I do at Miss Paradise because I'm like, no, bitch. And then, but Leah Sky was hosting and she goes, no, no, no. She goes, no, I know if, if there's one person, I know you're not going to blame it to them. And I was just like, yeah, no, don't give me a skipping CD. And, you know, but so as long as I don't get blamed for anything and right. as long as people, yeah. And as long as there's, if there's interaction, as long as there's respect, then it's fine. I don't. Everybody's just, you know, it's just everybody's doing their thing. It's art. Everybody's working toward the same goal. And my job is to make sure that it goes smoothly. So even if mixes are messy, I'll try to boost them. I know. I felt like I will go back and, like, listen to some of my old mixes. I'm like, oh, my levels. <laughs> but but they know, like, and sometimes I'll, sometimes. Ooh, my I, levels were bad. But Sorry, like, Carl. No, it's all right. I've, adjust that I've fixed them. But, like, but, but. If I can't, people like and because the first thing people are gonna do is look at me. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but there've been many a time with drag wars where we're like, bitch, is it in the right format? You know mm-hmm. what format you were supposed to fucking <laughs> right? <it in." laughs> I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like MP3 or MP whatever, yeah. like or WM. I don't whatever, whatever the formats are. But um, it was funny. I was talking to. Lily St. Queer and she was like she's like I'm offering to fix people's mixes for $50 <laughs> she's like because I'm tired of seeing the tiny like little waveform she's like I can't even literally see what is happening like and she's like there's no way you can boost that on a sound system because it ends up sounding like crap garbage yeah and so there was there were times where I would be so annoyed because and not again. My job is not that hard, but but if if I have to follow, if I have to follow your mix to make sure that the levels are all right, then it's a contest, and I I'm gonna tell I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell on you. <laughs> you will have points deducted, bitch. <laughs> no, Mimi ignores me usually, but 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 <laughs> there's sometimes where I'm just like, the bitch, this mix is a mess. Yeah. Well, ma'am, as we're winding down here, is there um, anything you'd like to plug? Any uh, you have, you're a busy gal on the go. Um, just to stay tuned to DJCarlMichaels.com because oh, she has a website. Yes, I do my own websites. Oh, if anybody, um, if anybody, <laughs> if anybody <laughs> likes my website and would like one, um, I'm also I do I gra- I do graphic design and web design and. Um, I'm going to start offering, I'm going to start doing the um, Marcus the Light Guy thing and offer my services for designing logos for queens for a decent, you know, I know what you queens make, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's really it. I have a lot, I have a lot that I'm working on. I'm working on a t-shirt line. Oh, um, nice. It's, uh, some of it's, some of it's original, some of it's. Not super original, but, you know, we all have to make money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if that doesn't sell it, I don't know what does. No, listen. No, listen. If you went to DragCon and you saw some of the T-shirts, I was just Let's talk about DragCon because you you brought it up. What what were your thoughts on DragCon? We're recording this. This will probably come out a week from tomorrow. So we're recording this the uh, Tuesday after New York City DragCon. I thought it was – I was amazed by, like, the sheer – Volume of people and the power that like you just like, went on Saturday, right? Yeah, See, I only went on Sunday, and I from what I had heard from people that were there both days, like it was like half the attendance on Sunday as it was on Saturday. It, Saturday was sold out, and because I because I wanted to because I got up there Saturday and um, me and my best friend were going. We, Mimi had said Mimi had hooked us up with passes, so right. like we me and my best friend went, and it was bonkers. Like mm-hmm. it was I I couldn't. We yeah. couldn't get in, like, and then I met Mimi, and she had one pass, and I was like, "Oh my god, do you have another one?" So I had to go in and get the other one, and it took me another thirty minutes just to get from the front of the expo center to the back. Right, and and you could not. There were there were areas where you literally could not move. Oh yeah, yeah. Even so, on Sunday, like the you could tell that they purposely put like the quote unquote popular queens together mm-hmm. in like one area. So that everybody would be smashed together. Exactly. You know? Like then, there was like Acid Betty and then there was somebody else in the back. Well, like Sasha Velour, Peppermint, yep. Trixie, Bob, all of them were in like oh, in that one, one front area. Like yeah. corner. Yeah. And then everybody else like yeah. was kind of 
Jeffrey Star <laughs> kind of had like his own like. Well, Jeffrey Star paid like a thousand billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, because I guess he's. I don't know who, who I, pays for. I him, went for those who haven't seen the picture. Like I wore like my Bill Cosby dress on Sunday just right. because I'm not a queen. Talking about talking about Instagram followers. I'm not someone who has five hundred thousand right. Instagram followers. I have three thousand Instagram. Not right. even that many. A little under. So, like, um, Asta La Vista had gone to L.A. Drag Con, and she was like, for those of us that don't, that are not drag race queens, that right. are not Ariel Versace, right. that, like, wear something that people are going to want to take pictures with yep. and try to just get your name out there, yeah. carry cards on. And so I did that, and I think I was successful that way. But even so, like, it was so busy on Sunday, I had to take that fucking costume off because I couldn't. I got a Bill Cosby mannequin on my back right. and big fucking mannequin legs sticking out front. People kept knocking into them. People, I kept like running into people because I'm walking backwards. I stepped was, on Vincel's kimono <laughs> trying to get to Mimi's booth. And, and, it was a lot. It but was no, lot. and there was this queen. I was. We were behind her, me and my friend Dorian. We were behind her, and and she has this huge fucking hat on that she can't keep on her head. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that looks sensible. Like like. I, I have to walk around and drag for eight hours. This is my, the perfect outfit, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, but she got she probably got the pictures she, she wanted. She probably taken, did. So she there's... couldn't keep that damn thing on her head though, so maybe not. I don't know. But I thought it was fun. I I was a little underwhelmed by like because and I forget who I was talking to about this um, earlier, but I was like, I guess like you and I both we have worked with a lot of the queens. We're a little, yeah. We're not, we're not a 16 year old girl who's like saving up all her money to go. Right. And is so excited to like see Sasha Valor and Peppermint and Rue and Michelle and that kind of like RuPaul was charging a hundred dollars on top of, was she? Yes. On top of the entrance fees. And to, you know what? For a meet and greet with him where he sat behind a table and was just like, Hello. And and I've met, I've met him before for free at the LGBT Expo, which was in the other end of the convention center. Yeah. And I, I listen. I have the most respect for RuPaul. I think oh yeah, he's totally. done amazing things. But he was a fucking dud. Like he was, he was like just miserable. And I was just like, why even? Why are you even here? You he know was what I mean? the headliner for um, Baltimore Gay Pride, probably in like two thousand six. This was like back in the looking good, feeling gorgeous yeah, album days yeah. before Drag Race. And he didn't like the lighting that was provided. He was like the headliner. So he went on at like 10 o'clock at night outside, right. thousands of people. And he did like two songs and was done. He's like, he did probably didn't like the lighting. He didn't like the tech setup. So he was yeah. like, okay, I'm done. So that's real. Like I get, I, I, I oddly enough, I get that. But if you're going to sit there and sign CDs all day, don't be a fucking asshole. Or again, or no, actually, you're right. If you're gonna show up for a gig, do the gig. Yeah. Like. Oh, um, that's how I feel about a lot. Uh, for those who listen to this podcast, I've gone into it. Certain drag race queens that I've met, it's like, you were on television. You don't get to be a fucking asshole. And we've, yeah. Well, we've seen that. And and the thing, and that's the thing is like, and don't, and the numbers, I mean. Some of the numbers that the, these queens bring, yeah. I'm like, did you br- did you really stand there for three and a half minutes and hold your hands out and take money? Like, no, you better f- fucking do something. I know how much this costs. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. But. So I was a little underwhelmed by like what there was if you didn't want to wait in line all day to take your picture with Sasha Velour. Like, and there was as a- me going as a drag queen, I thought there would be. Way more like wigs for me to buy and costumes. Like there was jewelry. I got there some jewelry. There was a lot of jewelry. There All the wigs that prints. I would have bought were already fucking bought by the time I got there on Sunday. So there was you, wasn't could, you could certainly buy a print of any of any one of the queens. <laughs> there was. I was like, I turned to my friend. I said, "Who is buying these prints of of?" Or of, uh, then, like, like randomly, there's like some like vitamins, like some like fucking like. And Vita then there's fusion. a psychic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Which, I mean, I get it. You, you pay, you get your booth. And they spent a pretty penny. I know how much those fucking booths yeah, cost. Yeah, they're like $2,800 or yeah, whatever it is. For a little yeah, fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, for a little tiny booth, for a 10 by 10 booth. And it's not even that big, actually. It's the, the yeah. psychic, <laughs> that's tiny booth. I had a friend who, um, who uh, went to sell his jewelry, and he happened to be right across the way from Jeffree Star. 
And I was like, well, look at you. You've got lots of traffic. He's like, yeah, no one has paid attention to me in two days. Right. Because that eyesore is right across because from Because the me. big furry eyesore, yeah. Is right across from and me. And the, were they giving stuff away? They walked down the thing and people were just like, <gasps> and they walk right, right. past They were his like, boots. big pink box, yeah. Yeah, so, so it was interesting. I don't know that I would... I mean, if they do another New York one, I might go back. I don't know that I would like waste yeah. the time and money to go to the LA one. No, it was fun though. It was it was interesting. I just wanted to experience it, but mm-hmm. but we were there for an hour and a half. And you know those convention floors, like it's it's oh it's, yeah, it's hard on your. I mean, you know better than I. You know, like well, yeah. I used to go to all these. I used to work for a. Um, I used to work for a gay porn company. I used to do the marketing for a gay porn company. So we would go to all these like like adult expos and mm-hmm. so like you're on this like hard floor yeah. and I'm just like you know after eight hours it hurts mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's what she yeah, was like, like I like all these drag queens walking out and like flip flops yeah <laughs> it's like I feel you girl I feel you I kept saying <laughs> I kept because listen and I appreciate I appreciate everyone's look but I just kept saying in my friends here I kept saying pay no attention to the lace on my forehead <laughs> I couldn't judge. I was sweating my ass off in that Bill Cosby costume. I know, I, like, see, I don't know anything about. <laughs> like I don't know my lace just popped yeah. in the first. No, I don't know minutes. anything like, oh, about being Perfect. a drag queen. So I, so my I just thought hacked. it was funny. It's fine. Well. well, Carl, my dear, you've been a delight as always. Yes, thank you for having me. This was fun. If you ever want to see Carl, um, go uh, to Woody's Voyeur. Any number of gay clubs you can find Paradise him. Paradise in New Jersey. Uh, you can see his surly face behind the, the I'm DJ. I'm not surly. I'm happy. His adorable face. Edna, Edna, your microphone will tell you that I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, her name is Elsa. Okay. Elsa the Google oh. woman. How dare you? <laughs> Shout out to Judy. All right. Until next time, kids. Bye. Bye. Yes, that was our episode interview with... Mr. Carl Michaels. I love him. I hope you do too. You can find him on Instagram at DJ Carl Michaels. You can find me on Instagram at It's Bev Bitch. Please be sure to go, if you're not already, onto iTunes or Google Play, whatever platform you're listening to this on, and hit that subscribe button. Also, if you don't mind going on iTunes or Google Play and leaving me a fabulous review, that helps increase ownership and gets this little humble little dog and pony show out to a wider audience. And until next time, I will see you all in a few weeks for another episode of Bevelations. Bye.